Hello, Save Girls. So welcome back. We are now here again. This is Kyla and Christy for another gentle conversation. But this time we are talking about body image. So this episode is entitled By a Body. And you're probably like, what does that mean? But we're going to get into it. So Christy, anything you want to say to people before we get started? Welcome, everyone. And I'm so excited that everyone tuned in and are giving us feedback on what we are talking about. And today we have an amazing topic. There's been so much in the media, so many criticisms and so many observations of people's changing bodies, especially with celebrities. And how does it impact our generation and the younger generation who's coming up, who sees these wacky transformations and thinks that that's normal. So let's talk about it. Yes. And one, one thing that I wanted to touch on is where does this all come from? When in time, and I always like to go back in time and try to pinpoint, when in my life did I feel like my body wasn't enough or that, oh, why do I look like this? And I know for a long time, I struggled with being short. I am five feet, three inches. And I, I sometimes say three and a half because I like to take that extra half. Being shorter, being curvier. And I was like, when did this happen? Like, when did I start to have issues with this? And sometimes we play the comparison game about, oh, well, why does so-and-so look like this? And I don't. Why do they have this? And I don't. And we have to realize sometimes they're doing that with us. They're like, oh, I wish I had this like Christy, or I wish I had that like Kyla, or I wish I had this like someone else. To have these body image issues is really us putting so much focus on ourselves. Like, we're almost focusing on ourselves to the point that we can't even see ourselves. We can't see ourselves for how God made us, the beauty that God has given us, the uniqueness that God has placed inside of us. And instead, we try to look outwardly and compare ourselves to other people. Yeah, it's very interesting to go back where it all started. For me, it started very young, I think eight, nine years old, and watching the older brother to get their little curves and stuff like that. And I was thick thin. I was literally they stick thin they call me all types of acronyms of sticky sticky this like sticky bug or whatever and all types of stuff they're children they're cruel and me struggling with that and being 12 years old and not blossoming yet and just the the, the little boys making fun of me and me, me thinking like hey i see this ideal that is you know curviness big boobs big butt and then i don't have that how do I navigate then life, the scene, my social circle without having these assets that I'm supposed to have to be desirable? And then you get into desirability politics, which is who sets up these things to be desirable. Right. No, it's, it's so right on that. So it's, yes, we have, you have the evolution of bodies from way back in the day, from back in the, Bible times all the way up to now, even before Bible times and up to now. And you have different ideals that you had bodies, but now body image is being mainly shaped by the media and the trope that they're pushing. And a lot of times it's racialized, it's culturally sensitive and stuff like that because for someone else, it might be good to be stick thin and white or someone else, it needs to be big booty, but light skinned. 
<laughs> long hair that you have to do a lot of work for and stuff like that. So where do we get all this stuff? And a lot of times we get so caught up with the outside, like you said, that we don't look inside and start analyzing, do I want to abide in an image that was created for other people? Is this true to who I am and to who I God made me to be? Mm. So what do you think? I think that's good. I know that there is a very famous scripture. It's Psalm one thirty nine fourteen. It says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth. And if that sounds too old English for you, then the New Living Translation also says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous how I know it. It's almost like disobedient to God <laughs> to mm. not love how he made you. It's like we're, it's not disobedient, it's disrespectful. You, God, God is this great God, the God of the universe, the God that made all the things, the trees, the animals, all these great things that we sit back and wonder and appreciate. Then think how much more he sits back and appreciates in wonderment of what he made in you. And yeah, just like how you have like you just your nose, just how it is, or your ears. I know some people are like, oh, my ears are so big or they're so small. Everything about you is how God specifically designed you. And sometimes it'll just slap in the face when you're looking at yourself and you're like, oh, I don't like this. And I think there's certain things I know we want to touch on this. Like, what are the things that you can change. There's certain things that you could change, obviously, where you're like, okay, I have to work out. If I don't like this part, I'll do that. Or I could do this. But there's also other things that like you really will have to probably go to a professional and buy to change. Like you might have to, you know, oh, I want my butt to look a certain way. That's a charge that you might you have to go underneath the knife for that. I want my nose to look a certain way. I go underneath the knife for that. So it's like, what are, how do you toe that line of, okay, this is something that I see about myself that I want to work on, want to fix, where you cross over to, am I going to pay now to get this change about me? You know what? I heard the recent, a very good definition. It's not a definition. It's more like a thought from a thought leader about how to navigate body politics. It was saying to, to you to think about, look, who is making you want to change this? You might think it's you, but is it really you? Because if you weren't facing what you think is this internal mental pressure, would you change? If people accepted your body as it was, would you change it? And most of the times you would say no. Then for me, it was, I remember 10 years back, I was hanging out with this guy who was pretty much a douchebag. But it, at the time he was, I consider him a great a friend. And then he was just like, I, I consider him a great friend, but then I was, I didn't have as much chest as I now do. So he was just saying, he was like, aesthetically, you would look better if you got like a boob job of you increase yourself to a C or a D. Sneak up. Really? It was a 2010. So it was the time of the Kardashians, the glory days of the Kardashians with the big boobs and the big butt type of deal. So I remember guys telling me like, hey, you might want to work on that or you might want to think about getting implants or surgery and stuff like that. And it really affected my morale because I started internalizing their self-hatred of my body 
and I made it my own self-hatred towards my body. That after a while, I couldn't think anything else than being like, I think I need to get under the knife. Until one time I went to visit a friend in England and then her boyfriend said to me, I told him like, yeah, I think I need to get a boob job or something because this guy said my boobs are too flat. And they were like, are you out of your mind? Like that is such a douchebag. Like they were like, nobody with good sense says that to us. If they're such a great friend, they would encourage you to be yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we've forgotten to be a great friend to ourselves, to ourselves, to be like, you are great as you are. Because if you, looking at the Kardashians, see that their body changed over a span of 10, 15 years. I don't know how many, how many years they've been on the air. Their body and their faces have changed dramatically since they've been on the air. Are you going to keep going with every whim that trends are spitting at you? Or are you going to be happy? Because they've done research that said that people who have surgery are actually in the long term, less happy with their body than people who actually want a surgery but then decided against it. That's an interesting fact. And oh, what you said was so key. Like, who is making you have these thoughts? Because there's so much negative out in the world. And it's like you have to be intentional, so intentional about putting positive back in. So if the media is telling you that you need a bigger butt, you need a smaller nose, you need fuller lips, like whatever is telling you that you need to then make sure you are intentional about telling yourself otherwise. Like the lies that the enemy is going to try to put into your head, they're going to be a lie. He's going he's gonna to try everything to make you, to discredit like who God has made you. And you have to be so intentional. There's an exercise that I started doing where I would look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, all right, sis, you look pretty good today. Oh, love those eyes. Love that smile. Like, you have to, like, oh, look at you. Like, that waist, it looks like it's, it's getting snatched. Like, whatever. If you have to not, I guess, like, you have to really overdo it. And overdoing that where it's like, it might feel like you're lying. Overdo it where it's like you find something about you that you're like, you know what? I like that about me. And you have to put that into your head every day. And then as you start to do that, then you start to see more and more things about you that you will like and love. Your brain wants to make things so true. Like your brain, like our, the way God has made us, like uh, the scripture said in the New Living Translation, is so wonderfully complex. And our brain wants to make things true. And if, it's, if I'm telling myself that I am beautiful, I look good today, that like those workouts, they're paying off. But I'm telling myself that all the time, then my brain is all right. Yeah, we're going to keep making that true. So if someone tries to come at me and say, well, you're ugly. I'm like, that that goes against what I've been telling myself every day. So that just rolls off my back because I've been putting so much into me each day, affirmations about what I love about me. And just reaffirming what God said about me. I'm seriously one that's been made. Like, I'm not calling God a liar. So if you're telling me otherwise, you're a liar. I absolutely agree. I think a lot of times we have to make sure, remember, there will be always be 10,000 voices telling you what to do. And then you'll be further from what they say in Dutch. They say, you've been from house, which means you'll be further from home. <laughs> if, you keep, if you keep following the breadcrumb of their opinions because opinions everyone has one but is it true to what god says about you and you have to go seek back the 
source of truth, which is whose truth am I listening to? Am I listening to the inner truth that God has placed in me through the word of God and through his spirit? Or am I going to listen to 10,000 different lies about myself that make me feel miserable and change myself for the sake of others? Because when you start changing yourself for the sake of others, when does it end? It doesn't. That's the thing. It doesn't. Yeah, no. We hear about those stories. What's that show called? Was it a show on Bots? one of these? Yeah, bots. <laughs> <laughs> and we see people who are addicted to surgery. What is it called? Plastic surgery. Yeah. They're addicted to it. And they're like, yeah, I had 15 nose surgeries. This X amount of liposuction. Like they are so addicted to like altering their bodies. And like you said, you never find fulfillment. You never find happiness in doing that because it was never for you in the first place. And you get with someone else that's, oh, wait, like I, I wish you did have smaller boobs. You're like, stay a boob job. So they take it out. And then you live with someone else and they're like, no, like, I need someone who has bigger chests. And so it's like when it never ends, it's a cycle that you're going to put yourself through. And each step that you take going into that, it takes you further away, like you said, from home, further away from loving yourself. And it's like, I don't know, there's what do you think might be a healthy way to practice self-love? One way that I've been learning lately is through mindful meditation. Let's be clear. I'm not talking woo-woo stuff. I'm talking self-affirmations and stuff yeah. like that. And just the science of meditation and the science of affirmations. And just tapping into that and being like, this is who I am. And reaffirming who I am. And writing out who I am in the journal and all my strengths and all, even my flaws and reframing them into strengths. Mm -hmm. And then seeing what a great person I am. I think I had a great therapy session this past week where my therapist made me write out two people, one person that I really liked and one person that I didn't like. And, um, the person I really liked, I, I, she said, write out all the characteristics of them. And I wrote them all out. Then she said, the person I didn't like, write out their characteristics. Why don't I like them? Then she was like, rate yourself on those characteristics. What are the characteristics of the person that you like and the characteristics of the person that you didn't like? I saw that the reason I liked that person so much was because they had a very high sense of self and honor of self. And they honored who God made them to be. And they embodied kindness and they embodied like being a pop of 31 woman. And that's why I liked them. And the person who I didn't was a shrewd woman who is gossipy, who is someone who takes other people down, who's jealous, who's envious, who's just unkind. And I'm like, if you do that simple exercise of writing a person that you like and a person that you don't like and rating yourself on, on a scale of zero to 10, you'll see that you have amazing characteristics and that you're an amazing human being. I think a lot of times we don't take the time to reaffirm who we are in Christ and who Christ made us to be. Not just who we're like, okay, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm just, no. What I'm talking about is I'm a giving person. I'm loyal. I have a good sense of self. I have a good sense of compassion. Um, I may be an introvert, but I'm extroverted at other times. And, I, and my friends appreciate that. Just reaffirming who you are, who God made you to be, gives you the strength because what, where focus grows. So if you focus on things that are of good report, which is Philippians 4.8, 
focus on the things that are good, of good to poor, with that are uplifting, that are kind, that are this, that are all of that. If you focus on that, that will grow and that will magnify into you feeling happy overall. There's plenty of research that I might link some in the, if people are feeling like they want to read research. I read research all the time about happiness and about joy, authentic joy. And that the constructs of that is being satisfied and being grateful. It starts with being satisfied and grateful. Even for the little things that you don't see are significant. If you put your focus on that, that will grow and then you'll start growing. And people will notice after a while that their mental health will improve. And they've seen that actually that when they do gratitude intervention, that it works sometimes even better than medicine or as well as medicine. You said something really key, like the list, like making a list of someone that you really admire, that you like, and then someone that you like, eh, don't really like mm-hmm. these things that much. And writing the characteristics out. I know that one exercise that I used to do with my friends is, I used to just ask them, like, on a scale of one to 10, what are you? You rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, what are you? And then so when people will say, oh, I think I'm a six or I'm a five, I'm like, okay, I was like, let me ask the question again. On a scale of one to 10, what would you rate you? And people will struggle. They're like, what do you mean? Like rate on what, on what scale? What are we talking about? Are we talking about looks? Are we talking about personality? You can make it whatever you want. And they'll still give me their low numbers. I'm like, that used to mind boggle me because on a scale of one to 10, even on my worst day, I'm going to always rate me a 10 because I know that I am doing the work. I am getting better each day. I am learning. I'm growing. And to make those lists, and I think that's a good exercise that maybe everyone should do. Make a list of what you are proud of, like the things that you are, like you feel like you're doing right, the things that you're growing in. And then make another list of things that you think you might need to work on. And then because you even have the guts to sit down and be introspective and self-analyze, you're a 10. Because a lot of people in this world won't do that. They don't have the guts to do that. They don't want to grow. And the fact that you want to grow and you want to each day get better and get closer to God, like, just doing those things, you're a 10, sis. So if you had any doubt in your mind, if I asked that question and earlier you was like, I'm probably a six. No, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Because if you don't go hard for you, then you can't expect other people to go hard for you. And like, it's contagious when people love themselves and they love who God has called them to be and they walk in that authority. It's it's like contagious. I want to be around someone like that. I don't want to be around someone who doubts I want to be around someone who thinks that like how they are right now is not enough because then that will make me feel like I need, maybe I'm not enough and I can't be around people like that. Like in this stage of my life, I cannot, I can't go back. So maybe that's also too, if you are having a lot of body image stuff happening, you're just like, I don't have a good body image or I don't even have good self-love right now. Check your circle. Are the people around you also struggling with that? Because if that's the case, you might need to find some other people who are speaking life into themselves. You have to get around those people because, yeah, like you're not going to find affirmation. You're not going to find breakthrough in that circle, in that group. You need to step out and be like, you know what, God, I trust you. I want to get around people who love who you made them as well. Like I know I'm still working on it, but put me in rings with people who love who 
they are in you and who are working to get closer to you and get better in you. Yeah, I think a lot of times we forget that we are a good reflection of the five closest people around us. And I think a lot of times we forget that. And then when we're struggling with God knows what, then we are like, oh, I don't know where this is coming from. But I'm like, if you have someone who's constantly picking apart their body, constantly doing things and trying to not self-improve because there's self-improvement and then there's a tipping point when it becomes you are dissatisfied with who you are created to be. And I'm like, that tipping point, that's where you have to be very careful. And I have everything for self-improvement because I have friends who are very much gym rats and who are like, they slayed in the gym, but they also have compassion for themselves when they don't make the gym, which I think is really cool. And then, yeah. And then some of them really taught me about nutrition and although the whole nutrition and working out and me doing weightlifting was because I was influenced by a friend, see friends who have a healthy balance and healthy sense of self with regards to their bodies. They showed me that you can change your body with weightlifting and just training your body. And I had to check myself actually, because there was a time I was weightlifting to change my body for people. And then I was never happy with the results ever. I was never happy, even though like people would tell me like, oh, I can see the lines in your legs. I can see this. I can see that. You're getting cut. And I'm like, but I was, I would go into the mirror and I would not be happy. And I would see all my flaws. But then when I started weightlifting lately for myself, which I was like, I'm going to weightlift to get out the trauma in my body. I'm going to weightlift so that I can get rest at night. I'm going to weightlift so that I'm healthy and I'm happy and that I have a connection with my body. That's when I started seeing the results, even small results where I was super happy about because the logic behind it changed. And I don't even have the results yet of back in the day, but I know I'll get there. But even the small results right now, I'm super happy with compared to back in the day where I was like cut and I was not happy. That's key because what we were talking about before, like things that you can change by working out or things that you might just screw around and buy. So like your butt, your legs, like if you only have those, like your arms, those are things you could work out. You can also buy those things and get them cinched here and cinched there, but you can work those things out. But there's like other things that we talk about, like maybe like your nose or your boobs, where like any amount of working out is probably not going to get the results that you and your head think that you should have. And also it's like finding that balance of, okay, is there something that like, if I'm desiring X, Y, and Z, maybe working out could help. And if I partner with someone and be like, okay, this is my plan. I want to wait train. I want to do X, Y, and Z to get my desired results or get close. Then it's not even the results that you're chasing after that. It's like you want to, it's a person that you become during the journey of getting to that. So you're just like, you know what? I set a goal for myself and I know that with this right plan, I can get there. So it's like the development of becoming that person as you get to that goal. And your goal might change. Like, it's okay to change your mind and be like, I thought I wanted this, but this is fine too. But if you're not in that situation, you're like, no, like I, what I need to buy and I need to do that now. Like, well, I just will caution you before you make any drastic changes to your body. Like really, like we said before, think, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for the approval of men or women? I know sometimes we do things because we want 
to be affirmed by other women? Am I doing this because society is telling me I should have these things? Because if you're doing it not for you, not for the improvement of you and something that you honestly truly want for yourself, then you're going to have regrets. So I think we're just pretty much just saying that, like, really take some time and think. And then go to God and ask God, ask God if, if hey, God, I know you made me this way. I don't know if I'm too keen on that. Can you walk me through why? Because we sometimes want to make changes, but like we don't know God to specifically make you how you are today to be a testimony for someone in the future. You don't know why. You don't know how many people are attached to your assignment, just how you look today with your nose, with your ears, with whatever you got going on. There are people that will be attracted to you and drawn to you just because God made you. Amen. I absolutely agree. A lot of times we forget God has an assignment over our lives, even with how we are right now. Not trying to change anything, just being happy with where you are right now and you being a role model for all these other different girls because we can look in the industry and look at different people like Rihanna with her features and different other people who are like of dark skin complexion or other people of different complexions with different types of hair that we didn't see yeah. before, but because they took a stand to stand in their truth and who they are and in their being, it gave us the courage to become who we are and to really blossom into who we are. So even though you might not be the Rihanna of for now, but I never say never because you, you can be your own, I don't know, whoever you want to be, but I'm saying that it matters and representation matters. And, I, and when I started seeing skinny girls all around, like back in the day when I saw, I was so young, but then I saw Aaliyah. And she was so skinny, and she, but she was so pretty. And I was like, oh, so skinny girls can be desirable and be, can, be, can do great things because you don't have to submit to the male gaze. Really? And then that gave me the courage to blossom into who I am. It was a struggle, though. It was still a struggle because, like I, met, like I said, like I met a bunch of jerks along the way. At the end of the day, now I'm very empowered in my body. And then I'm like, whoever gets the privilege of being married to this is it's a privilege it's not like I'm not going to change anything of myself like I used to in the past to appease a partner because you will never be satisfied and you will always be unhappy because they did not accept you as who you are they accepted a version of yeah stop apologizing yeah I think that's one thing and we could make this elastic I feel like we could talk forever about this but I know I speak to a lot of women who who are waiting for marriage and they're just like will he find me desirable like how I am with my roles and my back fat and with my stretch marks and the guy that God has for you just how God will sit back in wonderment like how he made us so fearfully and wonderfully made the guy that God has for you he's going to love you as you and he probably would get a little annoyed if you keep trying to highlight, look at this, my thighs are so jiggly. It's all like, I love you for you. And each piece is so beautiful to me. So like, you have to be that person to you. You have to be that partner to you. If, talk to yourself like someone you love. And if I talk to myself like someone I love, like I'm not going to tear myself down. Like you said, if I miss a workout, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm not going to then starve myself or then overwork out or kill myself. I'm not going to do that. 
Because if I love myself, I'm going to give myself grace. If I love myself, I'm going to nourish this body. I'm going to get my rest. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure this body is sustainable. And then when I do meet my partner, they're going to love me. And I'm not going to say flaws and all, but because like, even the flaws are so beautiful because it makes me, it makes me different than you. And being me is my superpower. Being you is your superpower because no one else can do that. So I hope you guys were encouraged <laughs> today by this topic. Stay tuned. Like we're going to have some more gentle conversations coming your way. I think we touched on some of them a little bit today, like about physical health and exercising and nutrition. So stay tuned for what we have coming up. And Christy, would you like to pray us out? Sure. Let us pray. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for everyone under the sound of our voice. Thank you so much for them tuning in. You bringing them to this episode and just knowing that Jesus, what that you're feeding them what they needed to hear. I pray that they left encouraged. I pray that you empower them, Lord Jesus, to be who they are, Lord Jesus, as they are, and that they don't need to change anything, Lord Jesus, so that they're accepted. But I pray, Lord Jesus, that they see the beauty and they embrace the beauty that is them, that makes them unique. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would silence the voice of the enemy with all the lies that they spew through media, through every type of channels, Lord Jesus, that we need to change ourselves in order to be accepted. But I pray that we set the standard and we step boldly into the crowning glory of creation that you've made us to be. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you've created us to be. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you deeply saturate us with your truth so we can stand boldly, Lord Jesus, upon who you've called us to be. Thank you for who you are, and thank you so much for sisterhood. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.